Jordan. Ian. Who wanted to build a perpetual motion device, accidentally fell into it, and hasn't stopped moving since 1976? Eddie Izzard? No! Two guys! What? Hello, and welcome to episode 22 of Two Guys What's Up, the weekly comedy podcast where two old friends FaceTime each other while one makes kissy faces and the other chats business. <laughs> we'll let you work out who's who. <laughs> We're just both making kissy faces at each other. <laughs> My name is Ian, and I am joined by Cardi B's alter ego, Jordan. Geordie B, how are you? <laughs> what an awful image. <laughs> I'm, I'm not bad. I feel good today. <laughs> very good. That's nice to know. We almost didn't get to record today, did we? It was very it was a close one. I was in bed. I was ready for a nap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just woke you up. Yeah. And I'm normally pretty grumpy when I wake up, but you've caught me on a good day. <laughs> It'd just be normal, wouldn't it? <laughs> it was like in our very first test of doing this, which is not public, I called you Grumpy Pants Ian within the first 30 seconds. <laughs> yep, yep. And ironically enough, I was like, oh, great, 30 seconds in and I've already got a nickname. And then in the actual first Ed one, you got your first nickname, which was Sausage Bum Jordan. Oh, God, I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> I have to keep bringing that up every so often just to remind the listeners. Please don't. <laughs> I'll just beep that bit in the edit. <laughs> anyway, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right, I think. Yeah, like I said, I was just about to have a nap. I uh, put my son down for his afternoon nap. We were going to record, then we weren't going to record. So I was like, I'll have a little bit of a nap. And then now we are recording. So... <laughs> You know when you're just like falling asleep and like you just get that little bit of tired in your eyes and you're like, oh, this is going to be a good nap. And then your friend texts you saying, hey, buddy, let's record. I don't know that feeling. <laughs> That's great. Hella great. <laughs> Would recommend 10 out of 10. <laughs> so I hear we have a listener submission today. We do. We've been in someone's dreams. Yes. I mean, it's not quite as exciting as that sounds. Yeah. <laughs> So you may end up deleting this part. So this is from our resident Sophie from Walking On Air. The duck song. The duck song lady. Yes, that's correct. Duck lady. <laughs> We've all got nicknames now. Now it will be the last time Sophie ever submits. Yep, yep. Or even talks to us. That's it. The band's over. <laughs> yeah. What a way to find out. <laughs> so we were in Sophie's dream and she sent me the following, which says... So I was at work, and you were both with me for whatever reason. I don't really know. My thoughts are maybe because Ian was asking you and a listener to go and stay in the haunted house, and my brain put me in a scary place. Possibly, <laughs> yep. Potentially. She says, so we're all at work. We've gone off somewhere. I'm in a room, and Ian is shouting your name from the corridor. He sounds distressed, but you don't go to him. Make of that what you will. <laughs> I then hear a loud thud. So I run out and Ian's collapsed on the floor. Good Lord. I know. This is very Ian on the floor and in pain orientated. It is, isn't it? I think it's probably what everyone dreams about. Ian in distress. <laughs> Best way to spend your evenings. Especially your wife. <laughs> yeah. She carries on saying, I try to shout for you, but in a typical dream style, your name only comes out as a whisper. I then forget where it goes exactly, but I know I ended up at home in bed while you and Ian are still at work and you're on FaceTime to me. And for some reason, I have an iMac on a swinging arm over my bed. <laughs> Very fancy. Hi. Top of the range. <laughs> I'd quite like that setup, actually. It sounds good. Yeah. Might convert my sex swing. <laughs> 
Yeah, you could record at the same time. <laughs> yeah, three in one. <laughs> she says, you're telling me Ian has had all these eye tests, but he wants an optostewing, which apparently is the name of a camera. I've got zero clue what that really means. Yeah, I think she's making this up. Technically, she did. It's in a dream. Very true, yep. <laughs> I don't think any of this is really in. You've not had some sort of amnesia. <laughs> Before I remember shouting your name. It's after that fall. Yeah, just cracked my head a little bit too hard. <laughs> so apparently I just requested this camera and she said, well, I'll do it tomorrow because right now I'm off to sleep. She then remembers trying to sleep, but someone or something kept pulling her covers over her tighter and tighter. Ugh. And that's when she woke herself up shouting, that's enough. Um, so that's <laughs> super weird. She then goes on to finally say, there was also a section in there with like a sunflower vineyard. It was really creepy. Everyone was walking around with novelty sunflower sunglasses on, <sighs> but with a horrific smile on the face, like the horror film Smile. Huh. I've no idea whereabouts in the dream that part was, but I I think it's because my dog trainer was talking about moving and where he's moving there's a raspberry farm <laughs> she says so yeah a bit boring really but that's what i remember fantastic no it's brilliant i dare say if she went to a therapist over that they would probably kick her out section her oh I was going to say, maybe we were all part of like a group abduction and maybe what she remembers seeing with those sunflower glasses were actually the implanted memory of their big black eyes. Oh, maybe they're almond eyes. I really love how you've grasped onto that almond eyes. <laughs> That's how I think of now. Because to me, they are totally not almond eyes. Almond shape. Like if you think of an almond and then look at an alien grey's eyes, that's like the similar shape. I'd have thought egg. Egg eyes. It doesn't really sound as ominous though, does it? Oh, I was abducted and I had big egg eyes. I don't really think almond eyes does either. Unless you've got a nut allergy. <laughs> Sounds a bit creepy than egg eyes. I suppose it doesn't specify whether they're scrambled, poached, fried. Well, exactly, yeah. Omelette eyes. Delicious. <laughs> All of a sudden, alien greys aren't so terrifying anymore. That's it. That's all you have to do. If you're worried about something, just put them in a really stupid scenario. In an eggy-eyed situation. Exactly. But no, yeah, that is a super creepy, freaky dream. I was thrown under the bus quite a bit during that, though. I'm not quite sure I enjoyed that part, but... Maybe that's why you were on the floor. Where were you during all this? Why weren't you helping him? I have no idea. This is one of those situations, like, you know when you hear about people cheating on their other half in dreams, and then they wake up and they're angry with them all day? Yeah. I'm just going to be angry with you because you didn't help me in Sophie's dream. <laughs> Well, she didn't even call for me. She was just whispering. It's all Sophie's fault. Oh, so you're both in on it together. No, you're both in on it. You've got a, a vendetta against me. You're like, oh, Ian's on the floor. I better help. Jordan, Jordan. And you're off somewhere else. Yeah, probably at some vineyard. Yeah, probably installing Sophie's newly acquired swinging laptop. <laughs> So thank you, Sophie, for sending that Thanks. in. If anyone else has any weird dreams or happenings. <laughs> dreams about us. <laughs> then please share. Absolutely, yeah. Two guys, what's up at gmail.com. Right, so Jordan, after all that business, what have you got coming up today? Well, I've got a Did You Know Part 2. Just because last week there were so many, what I find interesting or unusual facts that I just couldn't choose. So I thought it deserves another one. Very good. I have got some interesting facts as well. I think we actually spoke about it last time. We said that we were just going to do like a full-on fact episode. That is true. Yeah, absolutely. Push some knowledge into the brains of our listeners to make them go, oh, this podcast just got even shitter. <laughs> It was paranormal, now it's just facts. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, this isn't a continuing thing. One and a half episodes. 
That's it. You know what we should have done? We should have added in a false fact. Well, we could still do that. We could. We'll both add in one random fact, okay? But mine are all, I may as well tell you, uh, all my facts are going to be little known or probably unknown facts about the Great Pyramid of Giza, or the pyramids in general. Very good. Yeah, which were certainly not built by humans. Oh. But I'll add in one crazy fact about them, right? Because all these facts are pretty damn crazy. So I'll add in one weird one, and then uh, you can tell me if you think it's fake. Shall we do it like so? that we can only say it at the point that we hear it. But we won't find out until the end. Okay, yeah. So like, if I say uh, the pyramid ones ate my ass. I'm like, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a weird nickname you got for your wife, but... <laughs> Oh god, now I just think of Silent Hill as a character called a Pyramid Head. I love that guy too. He eats a good ass. <laughs> Lovely. Right, so let me get the rules straight. I say a fake fact, you tell me it's fake, but I won't tell you if you're right or wrong until the end. Is that correct? Correct. Okay, so jumping into it. Okay, so, Jordan, mm. get this. The Great Pyramid of Giza was roughly built around 2550 to 2490 BC. Okay. And its height and base perimeter have a special relationship in the mathematical constant of pi. Okay. So the ratio of the pyramid's height to half of its base perimeter is approximately equal to pi, accurate to within 0.05%. And I just wanted to point out, Jordan, that pi was devised by a British mathematician, William Jones, in 1706. Okay. Okay, so... Aliens, yeah? We agreed on that? <laughs> Is this the false one? <laughs> <laughs> nope, absolutely true. Okay, yeah, it's weird. So, second one for you. The base perimeter of the Great Pyramid, when divided by twice its height, gives a value of pi accurate to within 0.5%. This means that the base of the pyramid is equal to the circumference of a circle with a radius equal to the pyramid's height. Oh, wow. I can sort of get my mind around that. So it's just implying that this is built with such precision, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. But what is the significance of it being pi? I mean, I guess it could be any number, but it just maybe happened to be... Well, pi is the number that you work out to find, like, radiuses, and it's all mathematical and everything like that, and and maths is generally the universal language. So I think that's maybe what they're getting at, is, like, all these numbers have been purposely built so that anyone can sort of understand so it can be except me uh, (laughs) it could be shown and understood by anyone that looks at it and can figure out by intelligent life that it was made by intelligent life okay i mean it certainly was not built by me (laughs) i think everyone just kind of gathered that jordan (laughs) (laughs) but i do like pie would you call bakewell's a pie I don't know, more of a... Or is that a tart? Yeah, more of a tart, probably. Bakewell tart. I think I think the clue's in the name there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, do you not like pies, then? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like a nice chicken pie. Only the pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, so those first points are all to do with pie. They are a little bit hard to get your head around. Yes. And to be honest, I'm not sure I 100% understand them myself, but I understand that they're crazy, essentially. You know, it's bizarre how the way that they were built has been precisely measured in order to make these calculations work and I just think it's so insane. So I thought I'd add them in, but uh, the rest of them get a little bit better and a little bit easier to understand, I think. But yeah, so, John, tell me something. Okay, I'll start off really easy. Thank God. I know. F***ing need easy. (laughs) So, did you know that the logistical packaging problems caused by fruit being round has been solved, and I say that in quote marks, by growing the fruit in a cube shape? So, apparently, in Korea, some apples are grown in plastic moulds, so they actually take on a square shape. All right. And if you divide the base of the apple by (laughs) two times its height, you get what? Well, if you... You get apple pie! (laughs) I'm just going to say, if you cook it right... (laughs) 
<laughs> Stick some pastry on it, you got apple pie. You got fucking apple pie, pal. 3.14 apple pie. <laughs> That sounds nice, actually. Yeah, I'll have a little nibble of that. So, do you think that's true? Uh, I have seen people selling things like square watermelons. Have you? Because that is definitely false. Was that your false fact? You have to tell me. We'll find out at the end. I have seen people selling square fruit in in market stalls and stuff. Not in in England. (laughs) Not down the local marketplace, but I think it's in places like Asia and stuff like that they sell. Like Korea, you might say. Is that what you said? I thought you said Korea. (laughs) I thought you said courier as in like DPD. Yeah, like I thought you meant like transporting parcel force. Courier, like importing them from one country to here. No, in okay. Korea. You know the country. Yeah, sorry. Mm. I, I did tell you I've literally just been woken up out of bed. <laughs> You don't say. I was so close to sleep, right? So I think part of your brain is actually just lost. It left ages ago. <laughs> just knocked out. I think ever since that dream, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been the same guy. Amazing. Give me another fact. Okie dokie. Right. So this was a little bit easy to get your head around. I think. Oh, I hope so. The angle of inclination of the pyramid's sides is approximately equal to the angle of the inclination of the Earth's axis. This has led some researchers to speculate that the pyramid was built to align with the stars to serve as an astronomical observatory. Okay. Does that make sense? I think so, yeah. I mean, not in my puny mind, but I understand (laughs) the concept. So the sides are built at the same angle as the Earth tilts on its axis. That's so weird. Isn't it? What baffles me is how has someone allowed this to come to fruition? Like, how do you even calculate that? (coughs) Aliens. (laughs) Right, fair enough. What? No, sorry, I, I just coughed, man. I didn't say nothing. Yeah, must be the radio. Channel and squark blood the alien grey overlord of Sanctar. <laughs> We've not heard from Krabladar for a while. Uh, yeah, he's off He's off doing my measurements. I, I gave him a tape measure while you were <laughs> telling me your fact, and he's, he's pissed off to Egypt to do some measurements for me. That's really kind. He's, he's a good guy. I mean, what's great is that he can go there in minutes, can't he, really, in his spaceship? He, exactly, yeah. Well, the thing is, he couldn't get himself a job here in our hometown, so he's paying his rent by doing chores. Well, that's very kind of him. So the other day he did the dishes for me. Uh, last night he gave me a rocking blowjob. Uh, <laughs> and now he's off to Egypt. Lovely. <laughs> that's an image I really didn't want to think of. I'm surprised, actually, that you did. <laughs> I closed my eyes. I closed those almond eyes. Well, kept hearing him blink like... <laughs> I'm really intrigued to hear what people's images in their head of Crabladore is. I'm not even sure I really know. I don't really know, to be honest. He definitely doesn't sound like a grey. In my head, I get the image of, you know, that alien from Toy Story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not not the little not the little green ones, like oh. the, the main bad guy of Buzz Lightyear. Emperor Zerg. Emperor Smurg. That's the guy. Thanks very much, Jordan. Anyone else at home, let us know what your image of Crabladore the alien is, because uh, I would love to know. So do us a little drawing, send us a description. Come round dressed as him. You know, <laughs> anything. But not too accurate, otherwise we'll think you are him. <laughs> He'll have you bending over in front of him. <laughs> God. Okay, right, Jordan. Fill my ears. Okay. Did you know clouds are actually really heavy? I did know that. That was a true fact. Well, I might be making it up. Floating around in the sky, they may seem like they have very little mass, but these fluffy white cotton-like clouds can weigh up to 500,000 kilograms. And for reference, that's over one million pounds. Rain's heavy, bro. <laughs> Absolutely. Some of you might be thinking, well, how does something weighing 500 tons floating over your head not come crashing down? And it's because this mass is spread over millions and millions of tiny water droplets. They're so small that they kind of just 
just hang in the air. They don't have enough weight and velocity to fall. Think about dust particles being lit up by sunlight. It's a similar thing that happens there. The dust is just too light to fall. Yeah, interesting. There you go. But dust floats because it's lighter than the air around it, but water is not lighter. So how does it float, Jordan? Again, because it's spread over million millions of tiny water droplets. Oh, so when one falls down and hits me on the face, why is it bigger than that? I can only imagine it's collected together, hasn't it? And then it gets too heavy that it falls. Nice. You should be a meteorologist. (laughs) You should become a baker. (laughs) Get those apple pies. (laughs) Give me another one, Ian. Okay, okay. This is a pretty cool one. So the base of the Great Pyramid covers an area of approximately five acres. You with me? Yes. Each side of the pyramid is orientated to the four cardinal directions, north, south, east, and west. With remarkable precision, the deviation from true north is only one fifteenth of a degree. Okay, yeah. Did I tell you that one last week? I think that's maybe the one that you mentioned, yeah. Right, I'll tell you another one then. <laughs> Two for price of one. This is, this is a good one. <laughs> Thank f- the height of the Great Pyramid is exactly one one millionth of the distance from the Earth to the Sun. Oh. So this relationship is known as the Pyramid Inch and has led some researchers to speculate that the pyramid was built as a way of measuring the distance of the Sun. That's interesting. So, yeah. Again, I still don't know, aliens or not, how that can even be put into place. How do you do it? Fuck knows. Well, I mean, like there have been a lot of speculation. I think, I think it's been kind of understood now that we know how it was done. And that's like by building ramps, getting the rocks up and positioning them and then just doing that over and over again but i don't know i mean some of these bricks mm. weighed tons mm-hmm. and it was made up of approximately 2.3 million individual stone blocks some of which weighed 80 tons or more like yeah how are they going to be moving that exactly yeah mental that is mad imagine as well you know if this was all done by humans imagine that the rest of the force called in sick that day yeah it's just one poor guy <laughs> like no slacking well it's up to old bill again poor guy i mean he did a great job though he did yeah he did three in total yeah and that was just in the morning all before lunch (laughs) just about to go get a sandwich when a a brick fell on him killed him that's another problem what having a big old 80 ton brick fall on your face i'd say that's a big issue yeah (laughs) right so tell me another one you sandwich So, did you know hot water will freeze faster than cold water? Uh, I did know that. Did you? I did. And can you explain why? From what I understand is it cools itself quicker because the heat cools itself faster. Yeah, kind of. So, the way that I wrapped my head around it was that hot water evaporates faster than cold, of course. Mm -hmm. So, that decreases its volume and thus the time it takes to freeze. Whereas cold water may also contain more dissolved gases which lower its freezing point. Interesting. There you go. I told you, you see. Do you know that if you take a kettle, say, full of water up a mountain, it will boil at lower temperatures? Oh, no, I didn't know that. I guess an atmosphere thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, If you put water in a... In a kettle? No, one of those f***ing things that... In a vacuum. Okay. Yes, yeah. If you put water in a vacuum and take all the air out, it'll boil. Oh, right. I guess that's also why in the vacuum of space, they say that your blood would boil, wouldn't it? Uh, I've never heard that. Have you not heard that? Yeah, I'm I'm certain that, say, if you effectively stepped out of your spaceship, uh, obviously you'd die immediately. But yeah, apparently your blood would boil because of the atmosphere. Oh, delicious. (laughs) Yeah, just what you wanted. Here's another one. Did you know that we actually read the weather app percentage wrong? 
I did know this. Right, so is this talking about the rain thing? Yeah, okay, so there's a prerequisite to this. So in weather forecasting, suppose that the Met Office says that the probability of rain tomorrow in your region is 80%. You might think that that means that there is 80% chance of rain. But actually, it means that there will be 80% of the land area of your region rained on. Okay. I remember hearing that like a while ago and then somebody told me, I was like, oh, that's interesting. But then like I forgot it about a week later. <laughs> and ever since then, I've been looking at my, my weather app thinking, what the f*** does that percent mean? <laughs> like, I know it doesn't mean it's like 20% chance of rain. Like, I've been trying to figure it out. So thank you for enlightening me on that. You're very welcome. Not just a, a comedy a pretty podcast. pretty face. All that. An actual helpful source of facts. <laughs> if anyone got this far, yeah. Yeah, well done if you have. <laughs> Some of this podcast might sound completely disjointed because I'm going to delete about 17 of my facts. <laughs> just say your name at the beginning. Yeah, just say my name. Yeah, we're going to do some facts together and then it's just all you. <laughs> Brilliant. Do you want to do one and we'll tag team them one after another now? Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Right then, so we're back to the perimeter of that bastard. <laughs> so the perimeter of the base of the Great Pyramid is exactly 365.24 times the length of any one side, which is the same number of days in a solar year. Oh, uh, okay. So it's all tying in with how we know our world works. Yeah, and like days and timings and distances and pi and all that sort of weird stuff. Mmm, pi. Every time you say that, I keep going to make a dirty joke, but I really should Oh no. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. <laughs> That's a pie that you enjoy making. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Shall I give you one more? Please do. Did you know a day on Venus is longer than a year on Venus? Yes, I remember hearing that. And that's because it spins very quickly, is it? So basically, remember that one day is how long it takes for a planet to rotate on its own axis. Yeah. And one year is how long it takes for that planet to rotate around the sun. Yeah. So based on that, Venus takes about 243 Earth days to spin around just once. And actually, as a separate fact, it spins in the opposite direction as the Earth. Yeah. Has to be the odd one out. Absolutely. Whereas it takes 225 days of our Earth days to go around the sun. So effectively, a day is longer than a year on Venus. Interesting. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What's another fact, Ian? Another fact. The pyramid appears to be aligned with a number of other ancient sites around the world, including Stonehenge, the Nazca lines and temples and other ancient sites in Egypt, including the Sphinx and the Temple of Luxor. Some researchers believe that this global network work alignment represents a form of ancient knowledge or wisdom that has been lost to history but what i think it is is all of these sites all around the world always line up with equinoxes and stars and stuff like that yeah right so i wanted to bring up this point to you because a lot of people i hear talk about it go oh look you got the pyramids here you got stonehenge here you draw a line they all line up it's mm. like of course they're gonna line up they're all built to be in line with the fucking equinox ah okay so was that their original purpose then uh, i think so i mean like the, the three pyramids align with orion's belt uh, okay and um it's all i mean I, I didn't do any sort of major research into this so i couldn't tell you but they're all aligned with stars and it's sort of to, to try and represent i think sort of like as in heaven as on earth kind of thing right okay that makes sense yeah i didn't know that i'm boring myself with this episode <laughs> Well, that last one is a fact that I can actually get my head around. Should we just delete and move on? <laughs> Talk about something. I've got literally two other episodes lined up on something like paranormal and decent that I can actually cohesively talk about. This was a mistake. Okay, well, we're nearly there. 
Yeah, thank God. Okay. Did you know that one 18-inch pizza is actually more pizza than two 12-inch pizzas? I did know that. You did? I, I did, you. Yeah. You're a clever bugger. I know everything. <laughs> Go on, test me right now. Um, What am I drinking currently, if you know everything? Um, you are drinking uh, chamomile tea. <clears throat> Wrong. It is actually water with a water, little bit of squash. Water a little bit of squash. Yeah, that's what I said. What flavour? Summer fruits. <clears throat> Wrong. Orange. <clears throat> Pomegranate. <clears throat> Elderflower. <clears throat> elephant's foot you said everything but black current black current that's what i said in the first place yeah i'm sure you did <laughs> anyway just to finish this fact off let's assume that a pizza has a diameter of 18 inches that means that it has an area of 254.47 square inches and if another pizza has a diameter of just 12 inches then that has a much smaller area meaning if you get two of those it's still a fair bit less than one 18 inch pizza so not just a great fact, but a life lesson to live by. If you ever want to eat, always get the biggest one. Especially when you're stumbling home drunk at 4am after a night on the razzle. <laughs> stopping into your favourite takeaway spot that, to be quite honest, you're downright lucky is still even open. Only to recall random flashbacks of your past that still to this day make you cringe and crease over in utter embarrassment. Like that one time when you screenshotted a WhatsApp conversation with your cousin and you sent it to your friend along with the comment, she's been such a bitch, only to later find out that you sent it not not to your friend, but actually back to your cousin. Your cousin now doesn't talk to you, and family events have become so awkward. Even Uncle Steve won't make eye contact, and Auntie Audrey has just completely disowned you. Was that aimed directly at me? <laughs> Are you Auntie Audrey? I am. <laughs> am. <laughs> okay, I'm ready for another fact, Ian. Okay, uh, the Great Pyramids like going out for cocktails on a Friday evening with all their pals, and getting really drunk and waking up in another country the next day, and trying to find the way home. Ah, uh, that's why you see the pyramids in Iceland. That one can't be false. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to put my false fact in, so I just thought I'd stick it in at the end there for okay. you. Okay, <laughs> well, I mean, um, you know, don't let me know until the end, keep it a surprise. Okay, yeah, right, sorry, we'll do <laughs> Zip. So I'll do a, a couple of last ones for you. For this one, use your imagination. So let's say that there was a hole through to the centre of the earth. Like, think Mel's hole. Yeah. <laughs> Only without the sheep and CIA. Well, did you know it would take 19 minutes of continuous freefall to go from the North Pole to Earth's core? Wow. 19 minutes. 19 minutes of just falling. How did they time that? <laughs> I don't think someone's done it. <laughs> What weight was the person falling? Because uh, wouldn't everyone have a different terminal velocity? I don't know. Does it not even out at a certain point? I don't think so. I'm pretty certain it does. I, well, I think different weights, like if you drop a feather and then you drop a ton weight, you know, they're going to fall at different speeds because they both have different... That is true. So if you think like, I don't know, a four foot nothing, 110 pound person fell uh, as opposed to me, who's six foot three and like 20 million stone, <laughs> there'd be a different time i guess maybe that's true i'm gonna i'm gonna say this is your false fact oh okay i won't let you know till the end okay but regardless i mean i still hope to god they cover that bugger up when not in use you'd hope so <laughs> some pretty adult size so you know anyone <laughs> just fall in I'll give you another one. Did you know just how good a dog's sense of smell really is? So we all know dogs can smell to a great degree. However, they've been reported to smell objects and indeed people over 12 miles away. So a dog's olfactory system works so well that they can be trained to pick up odours as little as a pictogram. And for reference, that is a trillionth of a gram. 
which is madness. They must test this by what asking them. It's like, you know, you, you sat with old Yeller in the back garden and he just like sits up. It's like, what's the matter, old pal? So like, oh, I can smell Bill 12 miles away. Yeah, I'm always asking my dog that. Yours never answers it, does it? <laughs> it doesn't certainly answer you. It just cowers. Only ever sniffing to see if I'm getting close. <laughs> it's like that Ian's near. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ian's moved a mile closer. What's this? Is he coming over here? He's getting nearer. That's when his tail starts tucking between his legs and his ears go down. <laughs> <laughs> perpetually sniffing at the air. Okay, so apparently one of the reasons that a dog has a much better smelling ability than we do has to do with the number of scent receptors. So for every scent receptor a human has, a dog has about 50. Wow. There you go. So amazing creatures to boot. I don't mean to actually boot them. Yeah, don't boot them. <laughs> Whose sense of smells better than dogs or sharks? I dare say outside of water dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and underwater sharks. <laughs> As opposed to above water sharks. Exactly, yeah. You know, like <laughs> the ones that have just managed to find themselves on the beach. Yeah. I don't think their first part of call is to be going sniffing the air. Oh, maybe, you never know. And I dare say that a dog that's stuck underwater is not going to be trying to sniff the way out. So I, I think both of them are equal winners above and below sea. They're the top in their own fields. Or the worst in their own fields. I mean, it depends what situation they're in. <laughs> And I'll leave you with one last fact. Hit me. Did you know space is pretty huge, man? Yeah, it's a proper fact, that one. Oh, is that, is that all right? <laughs> oh, sorry, you wanted a bit more detail. Oh, I'll give you some more detail, okay. Some perspective. Imagine that you could travel at the speed of light. Doing so from Earth would take you, guess how long to get to the moon? Um, It's only a few seconds, isn't it? It's one second. Right. And from that perspective, and I think most people know this, but it would take you eight minutes to reach the sun. It would take you 20,000 years to get out of the Milky Way. Holy schmoly. And four. 46 and a half billion years to reach the edge of the observable universe. Wow. 46 and a half billion years at the speed of light. That's insane, isn't it? I told you, space is pretty huge, man. We heard our first little uh, foray into the size of space when we were talking about Baba Vanga, didn't we? <laughs> That's very true. So I guess we'll, uh, we'll, we'll know what's on the other side of that barrier soon enough when we get there in what, 20 billion years. Venga boys. Yeah, the Venga boys are just <laughs> out there. As you're getting closer, you just hear the... Because <laughs> you're getting closer and closer. We like to party. <laughs> they always say, I wonder what the vacuum of space sounds like when the astronauts are out doing the spacewalks and they just hear that. <laughs> you ever see them jigging? Yeah. <laughs> They're just having a little dance. That'd be amazing. Like, Kevin, what are you doing out there? You've been out there for hours. You're only supposed to fix a windscreen wiper. You just look out and he's doing the robot. <laughs> You could say he's literally doing a moonwalk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Space moonwalk. Amazing. I love it. So, Ian, what do you think was the false fact? Uh, the one about falling into the earth. Okay. And did you actually give us a false fact other than the one that I said? No, I didn't. No, I forgot. Okay. So I definitely win on that one, do I? I don't know. Did I did I get it right? You got that wrong. <laughs> Oh, no. What was the false one? So the false one was about the weather app percentage. Oh, was it? It was, yeah. You bastard. <laughs> so I'm, I'm still sat here wondering what that goddamn percent means. 
<laughs> so I did a bit of research on this prior. 60%, for example, just means 60% chance of rain. There's nothing more about that mind unblown, as it were. Oh, man. Sorry. It's nothing to do with how much of your region is covered in rain, which is, I think, a bit of a viral thing from TikTok, but it's not true. Oh. Uh- Okay, well, I guess I have been right this whole time thinking that I was wrong. So I guess that's something. You were right about being wrong. Yeah. Let's take comfort in being right somehow. Knowing that I, you're right in the end, I guess. Well, thanks for enlightening me, then dashing it, and then enlightening me again. You're very welcome. <laughs> with your bouts of amnesia you might have some interesting <laughs> memories when you listen to this back oh yeah i'm sure <laughs> you'd be like oh yeah that percentage thing oh you bastard i'm not really looking forward to listening to this back because all my facts were just absolutely mind-boggling so people are just gonna listen to this be like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> I'll be honest, some of those, I can't get my head around. Like, I understand it, but I... I can't fathom it, yeah. Yeah. It's like talking about ginormous numbers. I can't even figure that number. Yeah, and it's in the same way, like, if when people talk maths, and I'm not great with maths, to be honest with you, but, you know, 0.9999 recurring is equal to 1. I don't understand that, but that's true. Like, I can't fathom it, but... Do you want me to explain? (laughs) I mean, I understand that a third is 0.333 recurring, so two-thirds are going to be 0.6 recurring, then therefore three-thirds a whole is going to be 0.9 recurring, and that's the same as one. It just baffles me that that's the case, because it feels like it shouldn't be. Right, I think think what it is is because the bit that's missing that doesn't make it one is so minuscule, it's barely noticeable. Yeah, but I can't get my little mind around that. Imagine having a one-pence coin and a 0.999 recurring coin. Imagine having a one pence coin but snipping an atom out of it now that it's a 0.99999 recurring coin yeah but what if you took out too much of an atom it's now valued at less ian no but it's still the 1p so you you still just give it over no one's gonna go hey there's three molecules missing out of this (laughs) i mean to be fair it's about as much money as i've got so you and me both brother (laughs) if anyone would like to donate (laughs) yeah (laughs) but they're not gonna hear this because i'm just gonna delete this episode Well, thank you for your facts, Ian. (laughs) Rub it in. Don't make it sound like they were good. Thank you for your facts, Jordan. Oh, you're very welcome. I hope you enjoyed. Let's never do this again. Deal? (laughs) Deal. Fantastic. Should we go back to some paranormal shiz next time? Absolutely, yes, please. I've got one planned out and it's brilliant, so stay tuned for that. I promise. I mean, we've, we've done 22 episodes now, so we're allowed one fuck up, aren't we? I suppose. I mean, again, we're forever going to be finding our feet with this, aren't we? So it's nice to try some different things. At least we know what works, what doesn't. <laughs> That's very true. You made me feel a lot better. I might just put this in the beginning as a disclaimer. <laughs> like, coming up at the end of the podcast, fucking hell, this was rubbish. <laughs> thing is that people just copy and paste out the front of all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, I think that about brings us to the end of today, does it? I think we'd better quit while we're behind. (laughs) Thank f***ing God. Okie (laughs) dokie. You know the spiel, guys. Thank you very much for listening to today's episode, and we're sorry for what we put you through. I'm not. Well, yeah, you're all right, but I don't know why we're Apollo. We we could just not release this and, and, you know, subject the world to it. We could just record another one. (laughs) (sighs) If you'd like to get in touch with us and tell us how shit it was... If you have an idea you'd like us to research, or have something read out on a future episode, or even if you just want to say hi. Or bye. (laughs) 
you can reach us at twoguyswhatsup.com and which will be linked in the description of this episode for your clicking pleasure. Don't forget to follow the show wherever you listen to us so you don't miss another episode and maybe even tell a friend. Take them to the Great Pyramid, double their base, times them by four times the height of the equator of my mum's sandwiches on a hot summer's morning and then feed them to all the picnic that has come to visit Pi. If you're enjoying the show and you are feeling kind, a five-star rating and review in the Apple Podcast app would go a long way to help us out and we would be eternally grateful. But on that note, thank you so much for listening today. I apologise for my segment. (laughs) Have an amazing week, guys, and we will be back next week with something bearable. Bye! Bye! Smash my back doors in with some knowledge. (laughs) Hey, watch out. I'm not Crabladore.